0: All right, welcome in. It's episode 152 of the Hot Grits Podcast. As you can tell, this episode is super late. Hand up. I apologize. Starting after next week, so starting with episode 154, we'll start going HGP episodes throughout the baseball season on Wednesdays. Still have the regular setup uh, where I'll kind of monologue on the topics of the week, and then Mike Anthony with the top four draft and interviews along the way. So I didn't want to leave you completely hanging this week, so I'm gonna run through quickly a lot of different sports topics and give you like 10 seconds on each one, and then we'll go to my top four draft with Mike Anthony, top four sports movies since the year 2000. All right, let's get after it for a 150 second time, Hot Grits podcast. Hey, nobody, this boy Can We oh, I hate LeBron James. When God created Adam and Eve, the next thing he did was yell at the referee. Drop them high points like
1: me, just like me. What a play! The cheerleader saves the day! Roll out, dirty sap. Come on, bow.
0: You over there, you over there. But first, some some re-
2: y'all
0: oh, Alright, here we go. Episode 152, a little weekend listening for you guys. Uh, a couple of quick housekeeping notes. First off, happy birthday to HGP. Happy birthday to us. Uh, HGP started on March 7th, 2020, folks. Seems like a complete lifetime ago. But March 7th, 2020 was the pilot episode. Uh, And here we are, almost 170 episodes later, if you include bonus episodes. Uh, We're in Season 8, Episode 12. For those keeping their own score in the scorebooks, happy birthday to us. Let's get that out of the way first. Um, And then, like I said, I think, you know, moving forward, I think Wednesdays are going to be the preferred day for the episodes to come out just gives me a little more time doing this by myself. Um, To work with interviewees, if they can't record on Monday afternoon, I can still schedule something for Tuesday, then we can have an episode out on Wednesday. As opposed to what happened this week where Mike and I recorded the top four draft on Monday. Uh, It took me forever to edit that because the volume was a little sus. Um, That's another thing I got to fix. We got to get the microphones right. I know this isn't Great quality, but hopefully it's uh, good enough to get through. Hopefully the content overrides that. But yeah, so I think going on Wednesdays gives me that Monday and Tuesday after the sports weekend. Um, and, and it also, on Wednesdays, would tend to be the Braves beginning a series or, or, or else ending a series um, throughout the summer. So, so that's how we'll go with that. What about those Braves, by the way? Von Grissom, here's some Braves takes here. This is how we're going to do this. We got baseball, basketball, football. And in each category here for this episode, different news and notes from each sport. Professional, college, uh, international, high school, local. But we'll do it sport by sport. Baseball, Braves takes. Braden Make, former Savannah Banana great, is a hitter. Boy, he's a splinter, dude. A stick, if you will. The guy can hit. He's 27 years old. He's a lefty bat. He might, he might be a switch hitter, actually. He's hitting over 400 for the spring. Limited sample size baseball guy. We know that. But damn, he's up to like 20 something at bats now. He's still hitting over 400. You know, I wonder if he has a chance to sneak in and gain one of those. Utility bench rolls as opposed to, you know, Adrianza. Uh, you got Hechevarria. Uh, I guess you got Arcee as a lock. Darno lock. If you assume Murphy's the catcher. Um, Ozuna's a lock, I believe. So guys like Kevin Pilar, Sam Hilliard. Um, and, you know, and, and others. And others. Eli White. They're all competing for, for that kind of last outfield bench spot, but I wonder if Shoemaker slides in and could win that infield spot. I'm rooting for him. I really am. I hope he makes it. Uh, but those are some of my takeaways. I think Grissom, the evidence is there that he's going to be the Braves' opening day shortstop unless something drastically changes. You know, I don't know why I think, but just from kind of watching and reading and listening to what Snicker's saying, it seems like is on board with this. It doesn't... They'll tell you it's a competition, but I'm not sure that there's anything Arcea can do to win the job from Grissom. But Grissom, you know, if he has an 0 for 15 or if he boots a couple balls down the stretch, you know, that could lead to him being sent down to start the year. Opening day, by the way, is 19 days away if you're listening to this on... Saturday, March 11th. Braves will be in Washington for opening day. Last Braves take, Ian Anderson's going to win that fifth starter role, barring a catastrophe. Uh, Soroka, another setback, ho-hum. I mean, what else is new? I don't think he's going to win the job, and it would really be shocking to me if somebody like Elder, you know, or even, you know, this is all assuming Kyle Wright's healthy for the first series. I think he will be. But if you assume Freed, Strider, Morton, Kyle Wright, that leaves one spot. And if Soroka's out, at least to start the year, you're down to Colby Allard, Bryce Elder, Ian Anderson. It's Ian Anderson's job to lose there. Now, we've seen him lose a job before. Hopefully, he can win one. Uh, For the remainder of spring... Uh, One thing on the rule changes, quickly. I like the pitch clock change. I like it, I like it, I like it, okay? I'm not an old head. But did we have to do it so drastic so quick? It feels a little quick. What if we gave the pitchers and the hitters each three to five more seconds? Doesn't feel like a lot of a difference. But at least then, like, there is some sort of pace. A guy can tap his glove... You know, before stepping on the rubber. Maybe a guy could shake off the catcher one extra time if he needed to. That's another thing, like with this pitch clock, if the catcher and pitcher aren't on the same page. You know, when the first sign gets put down, then the pitcher shakes him off again on the second sign. Shit, you're out of time probably. I wish I like the rule change. I wish it would have been a little bit less extreme, especially for year one. I still maintain that the shift and the banning of the shift is gonna be the most dramatic rule impact of them all. It's a hot take. But I wouldn't be surprised if we saw five to eight major league players hit 300 or higher this year. And I never thought I'd say that again. But the banning of the shift brings every single guy, every power hitter that refused to learn how to hit the other way. They refuse to adapt. All the old guys would yell, just bunt it. Just hit it there. Hit it where they ain't. All those guys that refuse to do that this whole time, they're all back in play. Because now they don't have to try to adjust. I mean, Freddie Freeman's gonna hit 900. Jesus, could you imagine what Tony Gwynn would do with a, with a pitcher in a pitch clock no shifts allowed. Bigger bases. Come on. That guy would have hit 1,100. Not possible. Not a math guy. Uh, pro, that's pro baseball. We got to pick up the pace here, man. That'd start. I would have uh, been fined had I been a Major League Baseball player. Taking too long. College baseball. Quickly, Georgia swept Georgia Southern. Um, over the last week. Uh, Georgia Southern's good. Georgia's good as well. Georgia Southern played like shit, I thought, against Georgia, especially in that midweek game. Justin Thomas, the BC grad, went yard for Georgia. They're at J.I. Clements Field in Statesboro. Georgia Southern's going to be fine in the Sun Belt. They're pitching his ass. They're pitching his ass. But they'll figure it out. I think it's still early in college baseball, and I don't know a lot about, you know, the... The philosophies as far as like when you want your team to be set, like when you want that rotation and lineup to be pretty much set, I don't think we've reached that point yet. I think skippers like Rodney Hinnan at Georgia Southern are still trying to figure out, you know, maybe like Snicker is in spring training with the Braves. Who's the fourth starter? Uh, who's the long man? Uh, do we platoon the right field spot? Is this guy a starter or a reliever? Do I care about lefty on lefty with this guy? They're like those are all things that you have to figure out as the sample size grows. And I think Georgia Southern will be just fine, especially once they get into Sun Belt play um, and start figuring things out. But congrats to Justin Thomas. Uh, you can find a video of that home run on my Twitter account if you want. To add it on Sports. All um, right, that's college baseball. International baseball. The World Baseball Classic starts this weekend four-team USA. It's already gotten underway uh, with a few games already. USA is in that pool C. It works a lot like the World Cup. Four teams per pool. Two teams advance per pool. One of them is a one seed and they'll take on a two seed from another pool and the two seed will take on a one seed from another pool. I believe those are best of three after pool play. Maybe not. Check me on that. So the USA is loaded with talent offensively. Their pitching staff is ass. A lot like Georgia Southern. But they got guys like Mike Trout, Kyle Tucker, Tim Anderson, Trey Turner, JT Real, Muto, Mookie, Betts. They got all these guys. Bunch of hitters. Not a lot of pitchers. But the coolest thing about Team USA, folks, is the coaching staff. Are you ready for this coaching staff? Manager, Mark DeRosa. Bench coach Brian McCann, hitting coach Ken Griffey Jr., pitching coach Andy Pettit, and bullpen coach Michael Young. What a sick squad, dude. That, that is a, that's like the National League All-Stars from my childhood. DeRosa, McCann, Griffey Jr., Andy Pettit, who cheated. And Michael Young, perhaps one of the greatest Texas Rangers of all time? Hello, I'm stoked for the World Baseball Classic. It'll be interesting. They're not using the new MLB rules, the bigger bases, the pitch clocks. So it will be weird after watching a few spring training games to watch that kind of a game and and see what kind of pace or lack thereof that has. The Lady and Sons Restaurant, a segment sponsor here on the Hot Crits Podcast, 102 West Congress Street. Lady and Sons, you guys probably know the name Paula Dean, Jamie Dean. Uh, they have their restaurant obviously at 102 West Congress Street, but then the store right next door, literally right next door to the restaurant, also on Congress Street. Open seven days a week, eleven to nine. Monday through Thursday, and then 11 to 10 on Friday and Saturdays. 912-233-2600, 912-233-2600 is the number for Lady and Sons. Find them on Facebook and ladyandsons.com. All right, still moving to the sports here. Let's hit basketball real quick. NBA basketball. Did you guys see what happened with J.J. Reddick and Kendrick Perkins? I'm not going to rehash it, but that shit was so funny. If you haven't seen it, look up the video of the fight between Kendrick Perkins and J.J. Reddick and you will not regret it. Like That was so funny to me that Reddick and Perkins, of all people, with Stephen A. Smith in the third wheel role, that Stephen A. Smith was the one telling J.J. Reddick and Kendrick Perkins to calm down on first take. I mean, that's... That's insane. That'd be like that's like Joe Biden teaching someone how to ride a bike. It's just not possible. Perkins essentially was saying that Jokic uh doesn't get criticized for his stat padding. A la Russell Westbrook. Because Westbrook is black. Don't call him Russell Westbrook. Um he's black. Jokic is white. Uh wasn't a great point, but but Reddick also is just The way he goes about things sometimes is like, dude, you can say your point without having to, you know, without it being an existential crisis here. He said something to Perkins along the lines of, this is the problem with this show and with the way we think today. Like, can't you just have a problem, JJ, with Kendrick's take without it being your assessment on the problems of our world? Probably has something to do with where he went to school and the college basketball coach. He played for Mike Krzyzewski. still sucks. Um, elsewhere in the basketball universe. Speaking of college basketball, the madness is here, folks. And when the madness is here, you guys know that John Carr, John Carr Realtors, the number one realtor in the world, is going to sponsor our March Madness group this year. Go to ESPN.com. Bowl Mania Challenge, search for Hot Grits Podcast 2023, enter your bracket using your first or last name, use password HGP, all capitalized, and you're in. Selection Sunday, this Sunday the 12th, the first game start on Thursday, so you need to have your bracket, maximum of one bracket per user, in by Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Thursday morning at 11 a.m., thank you to John Carr for sponsoring it again this year. Free to enter, $150 to the champ. Uh, John Carr, call him, text him, 912-228-0916. Find him at Seaport Real Estate, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or text him, 912-228-0916. We're going to do all of our bracketology next week on, on the episode. On Tuesday, so be ready for that. Got a little bracketologist coming on with us, Um, but quickly some news and notes. Pat Ewing out at Georgetown, Brian Berg out at um, Georgia Southern, which I thought was a little surprising, but I guess not. I guess I was surprised that it happened this quickly, but the way that Jared Binko moved quickly on Lunsford and Helton tells me that. Perhaps Binko's already got his man in mind, and maybe he wants to go after somebody and get him hired before this NCAA tournament even ends. I don't know the rules on that or how quickly they're allowed to. Um, You know, there are candidates that I could spout off, but I don't know enough about, you know, kind of the money situation, what they're looking for, what the timeline is, or anything like that. But I will look into that um, and update you if I learn anything on the Georgia Southern basketball coaching situation you know georgia southern is not georgia tech or georgia but you know i I would say that most people would assume that those three schools are the biggest brands i guess you could include georgia state maybe number three georgia southern number four i'd put southern at three and, and state at four as far as brands in the state but georgia hasn't made you know in the last 10 years georgia hasn't made the ncaa tournament georgia tech hasn't made the ncaa tournament Georgia Southern hasn't made the NCAA tournament. You know who has? Kennesaw State. Georgia State. And ladies and gentlemen, your Mercer Bears. Those are all state of Georgia schools who have more recently made the NCAA tournament than Georgia, Georgia Tech, and Georgia Southern. Tisk tisk. High school basketball, local basketball, my all city teams coming out on connect i'll tease that here not going to tell you who it is got 18 players six players on the first team six on the second team six on the third team and then of course you guys know i gotta have some honorable mentions so i threw those in as well um, check that out on monday connect you'll see my all city savannah high school boys basketball picks um couple surprises. I think, you'll be, I think you'll be a little surprised at some of that stuff. Um, all right, football, quickly, then top four draft. Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, and the NFL quarterback circus. Not going to touch it, folks, but I would just monitor that. Not like you have a choice. It's the only thing on the sports news right now. Like, we give a shit about what Aaron Rodgers does. He could host Jeopardy! Be the president. Ride in a float on the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Savannah. And then become the uh, New York Jets quarterback. All of it without me ever clicking on one story about him. I don't give a shit about where Aaron Rodgers goes. Lamar Jackson, however. He'd look pretty good in a Dolphins jersey, folks. But I'm pro-tua. I'm 2 and on. Expect us. Uh, NFL combine. Boring. Just, you know, a reminder of that every single year. How boring is that? Rich Eisen deserves an award every single year for leading that broadcast coverage of the NFL combine. Imagine sitting around watching the fucking NFL combine. Grading dudes on their shuttle drills, their cones. What did he get on the wonder lick? We don't care, folks. College football. Nolan Smith is good. Speaking of combine, he's fast as shit. Wrote a story about that. Also up on ConnectSavannah.com. You can check it out. You've heard of that by now. Duh. Um, Mike Bobo, offensive coordinator. Can't believe I didn't touch on this last week. I'm happy that Mike Bobo has been given an opportunity. The fact is, folks, when Mike Bobo was at Georgia... He was one of the best offensive coordinators in the country, no matter what metric he used. Point blank, period. Do you know what I want from my offensive coordinator? Score a shit ton of points. That's it. I don't care how you do it, who you do it with, or what it looks like. Score a shit ton of points. That's what Mike Bobo does. If you're still doing the Mike Bobo draw, Mike Bobo, throw it to the tight ends. If you're still doing that shtick, you haven't watched football in the last 10 years. And look, if he doesn't do a good job, then he's out. No hard feelings, Mikey. But it makes sense right now, I think. I like the Mike Bobo hire. Speaking of offensive coordinators, Jason Cameron, the new offensive coordinator at Calvary Day, the former Jenkins Warriors head coach and... Vidalia, Indians head coach, will be replacing Russell DeMossi as Calvary's offensive coordinator, so they keep reloading. I mean, who in their right mind wouldn't want that job with the kind of talent Calvary has coming back, led by Jake Merklinger at quarterback, Mike Smith at tight end, Edward Dupa Coleman at receiver, Thomas Blackshear at receiver. Uh, I mean, you got you're just absolutely loaded. Across the field and then on defense, uh, look out for my man Cutter Powell this year 100 tackles, 10 plus tackles for loss, six plus sacks. That's my prediction for Cutter Powell on Calvary's defense this year. Spring games for BC, spring camp for BC, I should say, May 15th through May 26th. A lot of the schools here in town doing that there in mid-May. I know Islands and Johnson have a spring game scheduled. Um, and I know that Johnson has made its coaching hire after Kendrick Bonner left. They're going to promote, I forget his first name, his last name is Smith. He was already on the staff, I believe, as the offensive coordinator. I thought our guy Gene Clements had a shot at that job. I'll have to ask Gene um, if he interviewed or applied or, You know, because Johnson's offense was certainly not as impressive this past season as Johnson's defense, and the Smith guy coached the offense, and Clemens coached the defense. Do it that way, you will. All right, that's it for baseball, basketball, and football. That wasn't bad. I could have talked to you guys about Tiger Woods dealing with another lady, always a woman with this guy, just ahead of the Masters. Tiger Woods has lady problems again. I stand with the big cat. He's going to win another major, folks. With or without a leg. With or without a lady. All right, welcome back in. Top four draft. Top sports movies with Mike Anthony since 2000. All right, uh, number two draft of the of the revamped top four. So I'll get the first pick today. How you feeling, Mikey?
2: Feeling great, man. How about yourself?
0: Uh, feeling good. One and zero in top four drafts so far. I definitely won last week's fast food chains. You, Debatable. you agree? Debatable. 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 Embrace debate. Factor fiction.
2: We we might need a pull in system of some sort.
0: Yeah, we talked about this little inside pod news like. I want to post graphics of our picks. But does it's, anyone it's, want to do
2: free labor labor for Travis? Yeah. Does anybody designs. is there?
0: Are there any interns out there? School. Critic, want to make some yeah. graphics for us, dude? Because I want to post these, but man, it takes me like ninety minutes to make just a basic graphic. I'm so bad at that shit. So, um, all right, well, let's do it, dude. Top four draft. We we limited the sports movies to since two thousand, just because shit. We could have a top forty draft if we did just. Top sports movies. Um, I mean,
2: I know we went back and forth before this. I think you're hampering yourself because what were you like seven when the first of these would have come out? It's not true, Mike. How old are you? You
0: 30 yet? I'm 31, pal. Oh,
2: man. Okay. Born in in
0: 1991. All right. Which was the Braves' worst of first year. Still got
2: a leg up on you.
0: Yeah, you're old as shit. Yeah. All right. Number one overall pick. Number one overall pick. Big time money slot here, so I'm gonna go Moneyball. 2011 Moneyball, Brad Pitt, uh, Adapt or Die, a lot of great actors in it besides Brad Pitt, including Jonah Hill. Um, who's the guy, Mike, that that plays uh, Scott Hatterberg?
2: Uh, wouldn't know. Terrible movie.
0: Oh, whatever, dude. But it is sp- a
2: man. Yeah. I mean. Moneyball, it's, I take it back, not a terrible movie, but the premise, I'm not going to say is flawed, but it's so outdated that it's pointless.
0: Well, a lot of movies, especially sports movies, come out like years after the events happened. I mean, uh, yeah, but
2: what, what was the entire point of Moneyball?
0: That the game of baseball shifted because of the way Oakland built their team. You don't agree with that? I would say
2: that it glorifies a team with less money because that's what the A's were. And they had to find a way to compete by exploiting market inefficiencies. And yet by virtue of Michael Lewis writing a book about it and making a blockbuster movie about it, they dug their own grave. They let everybody in on the joke. And now they get out spin again. So now there's new things that are popping up. And Moneyball is not what they did. It was just a... a an action that they took that exploded an in inefficiency that no longer exists. So, if you want to enjoy it as a movie, great, but it's no longer a sound baseball strategy unless you have three hundred million dollars for your payroll.
0: Oh, I hate this, dude. I hate this from you. I hate you. You didn't used to be this way. This I may or may you, not. You were pretty, not always this cynical. This exact thing. <laughs> no, you were not always this cynical. Uh, Chris Pratt is the guy that plays Scott Hatterberg. have really? Ron Washington, yeah, making an appearance. Um, you got Philip Seymour Hoffman. Is he doing the lines? Philip Seymour Hoffman as the uh, as the skipper. That'll That's great, now. dude. That's great. Moneyball is my number one overall pick. I got baseball out of the way. What's your number two pick or your your first pick? I guess number two overall.
2: Yeah, my first pick in the first round here, number two overall. I am going with a seminal moment in American sports history. I am going with Miracle.
0: That's a great pick it's a great pick it was on my list it's actually high up on my list and you wouldn't want to
2: hate america by disparaging that great movie
1: great moments are born from great opportunity and that's what you have here tonight boys that's what you've earned here tonight one game If we play them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. Not tonight. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can. Tonight, we the greatest hockey team in the world you were born to be hockey players every one of you and you were meant to be here tonight this is your time their time is done it's over I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great hockey team the Soviets have screw them this is your time now go out there and take it
0: One of the great, I think, uh, reenactments of like pregame speech in film. Like because oh, the pregame crazy. speeches hmm. are usually pretty bad, right? In movies.
2: Oh, can we talk about how bad it was that they appropriated the any given Sunday speech for the Super Bowl commercial with Serena Williams? Oh, that
0: was the worst. Oh, it was awful. That was the worst. I can tell you you're stepping on pits, but I can tell you any given Sunday, not on my list. Not, no, a fan. not
2: on mine either. Actually, that may have been pre-2000. That was right on the turn of the cent.
0: That could be a, a dishonorable mention, maybe. Um, <laughs> all right, that's a really, really fucking great pick there, Mikey. Thank Miracle you, at number two overall. All right. Um, give me Cinderella, man, in the second yeah. round here. Russell Crowe. I, I think boxing, one of the best. Sports for sure to make movies about I mean like the boxing movie lineage is deep for sure but since 2000 Mike I would go with Cinderella Man as the best boxing movie um, there's certainly plenty of arguments to be made it was 2005 um,
2: and usually I'm not a big movie guy I'm not a big CGI guy but one of the places where that really helped was in the boxing genre because you know as great as like the original Rocky movies were you can tell that those punches are missing by a foot or two sometimes. You don't have that anymore. People are either straight up wailing on each other because they put in the commitment, or they can make it look a lot more realistic with the actual punching.
0: Yeah. Uh, like, what would you... Well, I don't want to step on any picks here. I guess we can circle back to boxing movies that don't make the list. Mm. Um, but I will say this. Cinderella Man, one of the rare sports movies, Mike, that I didn't know who James J. Braddock was. I didn't know the Bulldog of Bergen. I didn't know anything about that story m- about him beating Max Bear in the mm-hmm. what was it, like the 30, 33 title fight or whatever. Like, that's not right. I mean, I didn't know anything about any of that until that movie. And that's pretty rare, I think.
2: Yeah, Box always had great storylines, too. I mean, oh, it's yeah. a little bit barbaric. You're, you're always going to have people saying that it shouldn't be a sport or it's blood sport or whatever, but... You get because it's a singular sport with singular people. You're always going to have better stories with one person than you do with the, an entire corporation or organization or team.
0: Yeah, and plus, like all the it's it's usually in the boxing movies, and this is true with Cinderella Man. Like it's the people around the boxer, like the characters around him that that usually make them. You know, the trainer, the the wife, uh, the guy that's rooting against him. There's all that kind of shit, and Cinderella Man has it all. All right, what's uh what's your number 2 over or your number 2 pick second round?
2: Oh man. Ah, I've got so many good ones and I don't think that you're going to step on any of them or take any of them down like choosing between children over here. Um yeah. got to have myself a football movie. I'm going to go with Remember the Titans. Damn it. Damn it. Good pick. <laughs> You're steering away from my picks, but I'm stepping all over the rest of your list. Well, that's you know? the
0: way it's done, Mike. You're doing a good job of like, because you don't want to, like Moneyball, had I known I would have left it for the final round. Oh, I yeah, you could you have had that whenever you wanted. Damn it, man. I just didn't know. I figured you might go baseball early, and I had to get my baseball out of the way.
2: Because it got in your head by threatening you with uh, uh, foreboding text
0: before we went on the air here. Yeah, I got caught looking at your big board. Instead right, of just focusing on my war room, Hey, know. games, man. Yep, best player available. Great pick there, Mike. All right, remember the Titans off my list. God damn it, I really want—I really want one here, but I don't think you're gonna take it.
2: Only one way to find out. I'll tell you if it was on my list.
0: Yeah. Wait. Will you tell me, and then I don't have to pick it? No. Okay. All right.
2: Once you uh, pick, I'll—I'll I'll, I'll shoot straight with you. I'll tell you. This <sighs>
0: Give me, give me Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. I, like, Remember the Titans is the is the football movie here. But I, I
2: will tell you that when I took a moment before Remember the Titans, I was choosing between that and Friday Night Lights.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and like, if we're talking since two thousand, I mean, you got the people screaming at their podcast player right now talking about Rudy. This is movies since two thousand. Remember. So if you take that out, really, there's not a lot of great football movies in the last 20 years. Besides, hey, one,
2: that sucked.
0: Blindside sucked. Longest Yard was like not. That's just not my type of thing.
2: It uh, was. It was okay the first time around. Much as I like Adam Sandler, it wasn't good with him.
0: Yeah, I like the. Uh, hey, Coach, why can't I play quarterback? Hi, Kike. That's why Sokowski. <laughs> New Western aid, all that popcorn
2: <laughs>
0: uh Friday Night Lights for me well and also just because like I like the tv show it's also based on a true story which is you know sort of important to me I think all yeah all three of mine so far or I guess every pick in the draft so far based on a true story so um I, I like the whole story about Texas high school football and and Bissinger as crazy yeah, as he is Yeah, the book now. was good the movie was good do you know what Buzz Bissinger's into now? Like, have you have you checked in on Buzz Bissinger in the last ten years?
2: Uh, I, you know, he used to make the rounds on terrestrial sports talk radio. Yeah, but that yeah. was probably a decade ago. So I'm not sure what he's up to now. So he's the so last time I saw him, dude, out
0: there now. No, he was doing like a um, like a book or a document. I think it was a book. Um, that they turned into like an HBO like documentary about him writing a book about bruce jenner caitlin jenner i guess now um and it was bissinger was sort of dealing with the same internal questions about his sexuality and about all that kind of stuff um and i think he took the route of bruce slash caitlin jenner i mean which i never ever saw coming
2: yeah to each her own i just think it's a little bit weird that you would Volunteer to be filmed while coming to grips with all that.
0: Uh, Yeah. Like yeah. it's one
2: thing if you've already made a, you know, you're, you, you pick your lane, you know what you want to do, you know who you are and then you want to talk about it. But it'd be a little weird to have someone questioning or second guessing you while you're second guessing yourself.
0: Agreed. All right, Uh, right. Third round pick number six overall for Mikey. What do you got?
2: Oh man. I, I want to stay with my trend from last week of just kind of, Covering the whole field, getting all my sports, or do I want to pick the best available like you do? I'm going to try to go three for three with taking ones off your list. I'm going straight for the heart. I'm going hardball.
0: Hardball. G-Baby lives forever. Little known fact about hardball. Listen, 2001 release, Mike, do you know what day it got released? I do not. September 12th,
2: 2001. Oh, that's a tough box office show oh, right
0: and, it, and it screwed the movie forever because obviously at that time like the box office numbers are very important way more so than they are now um and it just screwed it forever because it made it look like it was a bad movie but shit nobody was going to see a movie the week of september 11th
2: yeah that, that's tough
0: um keanu reeves though i thought underrated performance one of the better
2: at least dramatic acting roles ever
0: What's he listening to? Same song over and over. What is it? Big Papa and Torres B-I-G. Well, when his tapes, he may five them.
1: How's it go?
0: I love
2: it when you call me Big Papa. He waves his hands in the air. If you're a true player, I'll see some ladies tonight. I should be having my baby. Baby.
0: I think definitely better than his role as don't want to step on a pick here. Shane Falco in the replacements, definitely better than that sports movie role.
2: That's on my. That's on my uh, also Rams.
0: <sighs> Sorry for hey man, stepping pain on. Pain
2: heals, chicks dig scars, glory lasts forever.
0: That's right. Hardball was is such an underrated film, dude. And G. Baby, I'll say it till you know till the day I die, no pun intended here. His movie death is one of the saddest, one of the most underrated movie deaths of all time.
2: Well, because you don't see it coming. Like, it's a little He's bit so heavy. Cute, it's man. a little bit more dramatic. Like, it's basically dramatic Mighty Ducks with baseball. And then you and think a it's gambling, just to showdown gambling. where they're going to overcome all of the uh, obstacles and the big, bad, rich team from across town. And then all of a sudden, gang warfare.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, just out of nowhere. Like, and Keanu Reeves is... And, and then the, um, the kid that wears the headphones on the mm-hmm. mound... You love it when you call me big pa. Uh, great film, great pick, Mike. You're winning this draft so far, man. I I'm feeling it, man. I, I really have to like self-assess. And, and obviously I, I got to watch the film before I comment on any of this, but feels like you're winning the draft. Um, isn't right. bad.
2: I'm getting all my I've got my top 3 so far, so I feel I'm feeling good.
0: The thing is, dude, the honorable mentions list is just going to be electric here. So let, let's go ahead and oh, get yeah. through yeah. the final round here. Um, all right, number seven overall, my final pick, first pick of the fourth round. Um, probably my favorite sports movie ever, so I've got to take it. Uh, Seabiscuit, 2003 Good. film. Solid. Ron Howard. Uh, great, great movie, dude. Super underrated, I think, all time. And also, I would say... Like I don't know if it's that close. My greatest horse racing movie ever. Yeah, yeah. Kind of has to be, right? I don't know that there's a lot, a lot of options.
2: It, yeah, I would I would put it as like second best horse movie ever. I think War Horse was a great movie, but unless you count war as a sport, which some people do.
0: Yeah, and some and some of those people get elected presidents. It's crazy. The mo-
2: I was going to say mostly governments, but
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Toby McGuire was good in it. I thought the the like. It was realistic, I thought, the filming of it, even though it was made in 2003. Like, the filming horse racing has to be, like, pretty tough Oh um, yeah. to to convey to the audience. But they did a pretty good job of, like, showing you the way a jockey would come up, like, basically like a mini tour life of a golfer just struggling to make ends meet, you know, losing more than you're making. Um, They did a good job of showing all that.
2: Not just that, but being able to film it because you know controlling a horse, especially a a thoroughbred, those things are feisty as hell to begin with, and that's when they're trained to do the same thing to race the same way over and over. I can't imagine what it took to be able to have like a you know camera cart and a dolly right in front of those things running.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, me neither, dude. I think now that I'm thinking about it, Cinderella man might have been Ron Howard also. Um, I have two Ron Howard. Films, maybe you know, I'm a, I maybe I'm I like guy.
2: those movies. Movies are entertainment for me, but I am—I've never been a director or an actor guy. Yeah. Like I know faces, but I'm never gonna be like, oh, here's a filmography of all the things that so and so's been in.
0: Yeah. So, who's your pick to win the Oscar this year? I could not <laughs> even tell you
2: one person who's nominated,
0: <laughs> and I so-
2: almost guarantee you I haven't seen any of the films that are. Up for whatever. That's
0: so on brand for you. I'm like halfway through. I try to watch all, all of the best picture nominees. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm I, also not like a film buff.
2: Yeah, I can tell you if I watched them, I would probably be like, cool, but I'm a pretty easily entertained person.
0: So that's I would be like,
2: That was a that was a good two hours of my life. Maybe it was boring and I would just forget about it two hours later, but I'm just gonna sit in my chair and eat some Reese's Piece. Ooh, oh, that's an idea for a top four. Movie Theater Snacks.
0: Okay. Uh, we'll put it on the put list. Down the
2: line. It just
0: popped into my head. Uh, it's on the list officially. Give me your Mr. Irrelevant pick and then we'll run off some uh, honorable Minchies.
2: Alright, well, I think I'm going to be able to accomplish both my goals. I got three movies that I know you like and may have picked and I'm going to cover four different sports with my four picks. So We've got Miracle for Hockey. We've got Remember the Titans for Football. We've got uh, Hardball for baseball, and I'm gonna go to basketball and finish it out with Coach Carter.
0: Coach Carter, okay, dude. Yep. that's a good pick. It's number two on my basketball movies since 2000.
2: Got Samuel. It's got him somehow being more menacing without cussing than he is when he is cussing, which is a feat.
0: But uh, yeah, dude, locks him is out Samuel of
2: the Samuel in and looked you dead in your eye sockets and called you young sir. Like, you're doing whatever he's
0: telling you to do. 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, I still – I would take Glory Road over Glory Road was good. One. Yep, uh, I like that one. But, dude, Coach Carter, scene of the movie, I thought, uh, was the high school party, like, at, at the house mm-hmm. when the kids are at the tournament. Oh, game. yeah, when
2: they're winning at the tournament and they're getting drunk.
0: Yeah, dude, it's just, it's so funny to think about, like, 23, 24, 25-year-old actors playing the role of, like, 16- and 17-year-old boys, like, trying to fake drunk.
2: Right, you're faking being young and faking being young and faking being drunk.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 and everyone's just watching you, and they're filming all of it. Um, All right, so, Mike, you got Miracle, Remember the Titans, Hardball, Coach Carter. I got Moneyball, Cinderella Man, Friday Night Lights, and Seabiscuit. Um, how do you want to do these honorable mentions? I already said Glory Road. Uh, yeah, I, I got... had the replacements on mine. Okay, I don't like that one. I got. Uh, what about? I got Lords of Dogtown. Never saw it. Are you shitting me, Mike?
2: I never seen it. Told you I'm not a huge movie guy.
0: Wow. If If
2: you park me in front of it, I'll watch it and probably say it was fine, no matter what. But I don't go out of my way to watch anything.
0: What about Fever Pitch?
2: Did see that. Not gonna film. try to affect a Boston accent,
0: dude. You want to know something crazy? Was that that movie was filmed basically completely, and and the they Red had Sox to was... add it because they thought they were gonna lose. Yeah, the Red Sox were supposed to lose, in in yeah. like the original script.
2: That's what the book says, like because there was a book before it was a movie.
0: So yeah, and then Jimmy Fallon tells a story about him and Drew Barrymore being like. They, the end of the movie, they're actually, those two actors are on the field with the Red Sox in St. Louis celebrating. Like, that's an actual reenactment of it. So I thought Mm -hmm. that that's pretty cool. And that's super rare when you think about sports movies like actually taking place at the event that they're talking about.
2: Yeah. Pretty crazy. Having to piece it together as it went because all of a sudden uh, reality went off script on them.
0: Yeah. Um. What else, dude? You got any other ones? I got. I got a. I got a,
2: uh, I got a few I had, more. I had some throwaways that would never have been on the list, but I liked them. They're more comedy than sports, but right. I had a couple Will Ferrell joints, uh, semi-pro and Talladega
0: Nights. I got semi-pro on mine for sure. Corn dogs, um, Jackie. Corn dogs, corn dogs for all dogs. these people. <laughs> That's over the line, even for you, Father Pat. <laughs> it so seems that Father Pat, of all people, has crossed a line. Uh, what about Dodgeball? Like Dodgeball. Uh, Patches O'Houlihan, one of the most underrated coaches in film history, I think.
2: Sorry, I don't think Hallmark makes a sorry your Dodgeball coach got crushed by two tons of irony
0: card. <laughs> Lance Armstrong making an appearance in that was funny as <laughs> shit, too. I think I could win um, seven Tour de France by having cancer, <laughs> but I'm sure you have a good reason, too. Yeah. Uh, well, um, Dude, there's not a lot of great basketball movies.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, same as baseball. There are a million great baseball movies. Not many in the last twenty three years. Same with basketball. You know, you had Hoosiers back in the day. That was a good one.
0: Yeah, you're you're right. I think, dude, but I, I really think the heyday I, for sports movies was like right, like maybe like ninety eight to o five or two thousand to o five. Yeah, I, think, but I mean. Matter, I,
2: I did have one baseball movie on my list that I didn't get around to. Uh, I had
0: 42 up there. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that one, dude. I liked it. R.I.P. Chadwick. Yeah, I mean, R.I.P. Chadwick President, But I I just thought, like, there was a lot more meat on the bone for the Jackie Robinson story. I thought. Yeah. Um, But that's
2: why I didn't pick it. That's why I picked four superior picks, and I won this draft.
0: That's what makes it an honorable Minchie. I think you're going to win this draft. I'm going to try to make a graphic, um, Mike, but we'll get out of here. Uh, he's at the best Mike A on Twitter. Next week, Mike, we got um, favorite Cinderella NCAA basketball teams all time. I like it. All, all right. Let's it? get out of here, dude. Um, until episode 153, y'all stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy. Savannah's premier indoor baseball training facility, SBPA is owned and operated by Ross Howard, and together with instructors who have played college and professional baseball, Ross and SBPA offer customized instruction year-round for baseball and softball players. Full-length batting cages, pitching mounds, and a state-of-the-art technology to measure improvement are just a few of the highlights over at the Academy. Call Ross at 912-484-5282 and visit the Savannah Baseball Performance Academy on Facebook for programs, teams, camps, and more information about how to take advantage of this great venue. Savannah's only year-round indoor baseball facility. Ross Howard, our guy. Give him a call. 912-484-5282.